Hey, 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 hey. We are back with a headline episode. And if you are new to this podcast, you probably have no idea what a headline episode is. Headline means exactly what the catchphrase is, headline. So usually when you see something in the media, like on the news or newspapers, anything of that nature, it has a catchphrase headline. That means it's important information or urgent information or something that needs attention immediately. So that's really what this segment is about. And I only have four so far. This is the fifth one. I want to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart, which is one of the three legs of this entire podcast and my ministry, and that is prophets, um, specifically speaking of prophets, not prophecy, the gift of prophecy, which is discussed in 1 Corinthians 14 and 1 Corinthians 12. They are vastly different, yet again, cut from the same cloth. We talk about this and discuss this. They have to be cut from the same cloth because according to 1 Corinthians 12 and Ephesians chapter 4, one God, one faith, one baptism. 1 Corinthians 12 tells us same spirit, different ministries, different offices, a different way of expressing it. It's the same God. It is Yahweh. It is Yeshua, the Son of God, Son of Man. It is Holy Spirit. I want to urge you to have mercy for the prophets. That's what the title of this headline is. And there are some reasons why we must have mercy for the prophets. And there are some things that are going to come our way if we don't have mercy for the prophets. Number one, scripture tells us to welcome a prophet and receive a prophet and we'll have the prophet's reward. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is that I talk about being wise and seeing false prophets. Now, I just had a recent episode. I believe it was the Psalm 74 episode. There is a vast difference between false prophets and prophets of Yahweh, prophets who are selected and appointed by Yeshua. False prophets are ravenous wolves. That's what Yeshua said, according to Matthew chapter 7. They are characterized by their indecency, which is in their character. Now, many of them will be able to hide this, but that's why we ask for, we pray for, we cry out for discernment, according to Proverbs chapter 2, and what Yahweh has put in for us this year. We've been talking about what's in this year since the end of December. You can go back and listen to all those things because bam, we're just too much in, excuse me, two months in to 2021. And we're already seeing some of these things. So we ask for discernment. We cry out for discernment. We want discernment. We desire discernment. We ask Holy Spirit to strengthen our discerning abilities, our spiritual discerning receptors and our natural discerning receptors so we can know and distinguish and we can see the wolves in sheep's clothing. I also talk about in an episode that I think some people are misunderstanding me when I say false prophets, that I'm actually talking about true prophets of Yahweh. That's not what I'm saying. I go detail by detail what I mean by that. False prophets are in either one, one camp or the other. 
or excuse me, one vein or the other, but it's all from the cloth of false prophets. One, they're imitators. An imitator would be likened to Simon the sorcerer. Thankfully, he was proselytized, but he was trying to imitate power from Holy Spirit. And then there are the true ones who are false prophets who have no intent of ever being saved, no intent of ever following or bowing down to Yeshua. They are fake. Uh, Jim Jones is an example of a false prophet. His character proved it, but he was very charismatic and people love charisma. People are spellbound, enchanted, beguiled by charisma. So you watch, you have discernment. Now, I'm not going to keep repeating that about what I define as a false prophet. That's it's been done. <laughs> That's it. Now we're doing it again. So when you hear me say that, you're going to have to remember what I said. If you're listening, you're going to have to go back and find where this episode is. If we're going to be in the future from now and listen to this episode, because I'm not going to keep doing that. Let me give us some principles, literal principles, not just keys. I want to give some principles about what's going on right now. Now, I talk about this. This is an effect on January 1st, 2020. And I I talk about it again, but in a different measure on January 15th. Jezebel would be knocking on the doors of the prophets, the prophets I distinguish prophets from the gift of prophecy and those who prophesy. I've been doing that a lot lately because we have completely just, we've muddled that gift and we've in an unsanctified manner combined the two and they're different. Holy Spirit gives one and its manifestation is different. Yeshua appoints one and appointing is different than an endowment. Prophets are already prophets before they ever breathe their first breath. That's what we see in Psalm 139. It's what we see in Jeremiah chapter one. They're appointed to be prophets. It's not just a gift. It, it is a gift. It, it's a grace. That's what the Greek call charisma or a grace gifts. First Corinthians 12 and Ephesians. But it's different than the Holy Spirit's expression. Holy Spirit anoints us. Holy Spirit fills us. He endows us. He endues us with those nine gifts. And I believe that there are more. That's just the nine that Paul listed. We'll move on from that. But Yeshua selected and appointed with the other two, a part of the Godhead before time was time to be prophets in the earth. That is starkingly different. And we got to understand that. I I did a recent episode. I'm not sure entirely when because I've been doing a lot so so much. But, you know, if you've been following me, you already heard and I'm sure Holy Spirit will bring it back up to my memory soon. But I talk about the distinguishing of those two in a little bit more detail. And I mean, just what I gave you is full. It's, it's sufficient enough. It's full of enough meat for us to be satisfied of what that looks like. Suffice it to say, Jezebel is knocking on the door of the prophets of Yahweh. I released that word on January 1st, 2020. It's there. Go back and listen to it. And it looked like, and I'll get into this in a second, what it looked like during the time of the human being, Jezebel. Now, this entity is trying to silence the prophets to get them to shut up. So what is the antidote? Number one, you watch out for that. This is why you have to listen to the words of the prophet because prophets give things for a time ahead so we can be prepared. Now, that's also a specific type of prophet, a Shamar prophet. We'll get into that later on at the end. 
But that word was given so far in advance, well, a year ago from now, a year and a month ago, and now people are just starting to realize and see it. So this is why we have to hear the message of the Father. We have to hear the full variegated nature of the prophet design, uh, excuse the prophet office. It's not just one type. A Shamar prophet is, excuse me, a Shamar prophet is only one type in of the office of the prophet. But we need the Shamar prophets. The Shamar prophets are watching out and they're sounding the alarm for either what's coming or what's here. So we must welcome the Shamar prophets. I prophesied this back on January 1st that Jezebel would be knocking on the doors. And now we see it now of the prophets. Now, yes, it's all God's children. Yes, it's really attacking the entirety of the prophetic. Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and Ephesians 4. But specifically with a knack an edge to assault and assail and taunt the Ephesians 4 prophet, the office of the prophet. So we overcome, number one, by knowing. We have to know our adversary. We have to have intel. We have to have knowledge of these things. We watch out. That was the first thing. The second thing, Yeshua gave this to me. I believe it was in October. He said, okay, Jezebel's knocking on your door, but so am I. Yeshua said this. Yeshua said, I knock on the doors of your heart. This is found in Revelation chapter three. So to the prophets, Yeshua is knocking on the doors of your heart. Two things are happening. He wants you to invite him in, but he also wants you to invite him in so that you can now get a new word of prophecy because you're in his council. You're dining with him. You're feasting off of him because he is revelation. He is counsel. He is the word. He is prophecy. Those are all predicated upon him. Everything is upheld by the power of his word. He is the word. Everything is upheld by him. He is the glue. He is the agent that holds everything together. So prophet of Yahweh, when you open up the door for Yeshua who knocks, you get that glue, you get that agent, and then you are released. And that's what he's doing. He wants you to invite him in so he can send you out with a new sure word, the gluing agent that will bring in the rest that's everybody in your sphere of influence whom he sent you to to listen and hear your words so they can then feast off of. But there's also a returning with that. That admonition, uh, really rebuke is what it was. That rebuke to the Laodicean church was to return. Actually, all the call, the, ad, the, the rebukes to all five churches who received rebukes was to return back to him. It was just a different type of returning. So I want to say those things. So prophets of Yahweh, that's how you fight. Now, that's what he gave me. You might have other measures. He might be speaking to you and revealing to you other things of how we all can fight this hour, but that's what we combat with. We must know. You see, when we have an identifier, when we can pinpoint and say, this is that, this is what that is, that's all we need because it's been identified. And here's what the scripture says. When the thief has been caught, he must repay. So now you put a tax, a mandate, and a decree according to the word. What did Yeshua say? And it is written. So here's what you do, prophets. A third thing. This just came to me. We thank you, Father, for the anointing. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the anointing right now that you've fallen with fire and balm, healing and salve. I decree healing and salve to the prophets right now and an anointing to fall with greater fire. 
You say, prophets of God, it is written according to the word of God. When the thief is caught, he must repay. So you speak to the thief who's been knocking on your door to taunt you, to assail you, to cause you to go in hiding. And you say, you've got to repay me. So I decree according to that word, a sevenfold anointing on your prophet mantle and prophet office, your prophet anointing in the name of Yeshua as the thief has been caught. Let's get into the message. Now, again, if you're brand new, headline segment is completely different than any other segment in this entire podcast catalog. It's more intense. It's urgent. It's now. And you might hear the intensity in my voice. Then you might hear the more mellow, soft tones I have in other segments. But that's the purpose of this segment. There's something to be said. Wake up. Pay attention. Okay. the first principle I want to bring up is this is to everybody. The first principle is prophets are human beings. That's not just a statement. It's a principle. Because prophets are human beings, they are fallible. They are going to fail. You fail. You're going to fail. Just as a prophet has to have grace and mercy with you when you fail, because if a prophet doesn't, he's going to be like Jonah and he's going to be met with Yahweh until he he or she turns his or her heart and gets a new heart, a new mind, a new spirit. Okay, what about redemption? So people of God, you must remember as well, have mercy. The other element in this first thing is because prophets are human beings, they are not God. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. We have hailed and praised this position in office for being some right-hand agent, right-hand man of God, but that's not who prophets are. That belongs to Yeshua. Yeshua sits at the right hand of the Father. That belongs to him. We talked about this in another episode. We've got to give God back his just. That's what a part of this year is about. It's getting back to simplicity where we understand our position and his position. He's God. We're not. Period. You know, if any of you have ever seen Matilda, Miss Trunchbow and Matilda uh, uh, and, and Matilda's father, I'm right. You're wrong. I'm big. You're small. That's it. Now, God doesn't say that to us like that, but we've got to get in our spirit, soul, and body because we've gotten beyond ourselves. God is God. We are not, period. We're heirs. We're kings and priests. We are his emissaries and representatives. I mean, we have amazing abilities in the spirit and the natural, but we're not God. He is creator. We are the clay to the potter. Let's let him mold us. He's the shepherd. We're the sheep in his pasture. Let's let him lead us. I decree right now over the body of Christ worldwide, the name of Yahweh Rophe, Yahweh Rohi. He is our shepherd. Father, we say we allow you to shepherd us now. Father, we ask that you would forgive us for being so stubborn and stiff-necked and rebellious. Father, we say we allow you to shepherd us this hour. We bring you back. We say, come back, Father. I know you haven't left us, but we've left you, Father. We want you back. We also return to you. Worship God, fear God, seek God, but listen and respect the prophets. That's that's different. 
I'll say it again. Worship God, Yahweh. Fear God, Yahweh. There's the spirit of the fear of the Lord that's been loosed this year. And that's really what's happening. It's the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Now, let me tell you something. What proceeds with that anointing, when that spirit falls, great things. So I'm telling you, you better watch out. You don't want to be on the opposing side of accusing what God has called good and just in his own. Whether if you're in his house or outside of his house, the spirit of the fear of the Lord will not play. Seek God who is Yahweh and listen and respect the prophets. The second thing I want to say in that is prophets are not all-knowing. God is all-knowing. Prophets are not fortune tellers. That is prophets who are Yahweh's prophets. Now, there are prophets who have a prophet call, but and, and they dab, dabble in fortune telling. Those are not Yahweh's prophets. And if you are Yahweh's prophets, prophet, and you're dabbling in that, you need to repent now. And repentance is not just, I'm sorry, God. Repentance includes a ton of elements with the end result being transformation. That's what Romans chapter 12 verses one through two tell us. And and I'm saying that prophets are not fortune tellers is because the people of God, we have gotten to a place of adulation, which is hero worship or worshiping man to where we want prophets. Tell me what I'm supposed to eat when I wake up at 8.09 a.m. Tell me when I drive down the road, which direction am I supposed to turn? That's not the call of a prophet of Yahweh. Stop that. We have these false expectations. I don't know where that started, but we about to get that together right now. That's not what Yahweh has called for his prophets to bring to serve the seven mountains. That's not it. And we should not expect that. If you want that, go to a fortune teller. And I'm going to tell you something. You're going to be met with the fear of the Lord because you shouldn't be seeking fortune tellers. Just as well, you shouldn't be expecting a prophet of Yahweh to fortune tell for you. The last thing I want to say to this is prophets are not required by God who appoints them and Yeshua selects them to give and know play by play of every event in life then, now, or what's coming. That omniscience belongs to Daddy God, to Yahweh. What have I been saying? Let God be God. I think that's why there's been a lot of unhinging and a lot of unseating is because God is saying to us, and we have to hear this, receive it, even if it's hard and tough for you, even if you just want to resist and you come out with comments like, but I can't let that happen. Or you come out with comments like, I don't do that. That's a stronghold. Especially if, well, if you do it and you say you don't do it, not only is it hypocrisy, it's a stronghold. And then it's also deception, which hypocrisy is deception. So what you do when you hear a word that's piercing or you hear something, you take it, you ponder on it, you bring it before the father. Father, what do I do with this? And you wait until he answers you. It is okay to wait. This is what the Lord is teaching us this year. We've been so fast. We've been, I want to move. I have to do this. We're so used to go, 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 go. He's calling us to wait on him again. I'm telling you, God is still speaking. God's going to, as long as there is breath in the earth, God's going to reveal his secrets to his servants, the prophets. That's a law. That's a, that's a principle. When I say law, I'm meaning principle. You can bet on that. That means he's speaking and man, which I'm saying men and women are perceiving. And when I say men and women, I mean human beings. Let me say that because not just adults, children as well. 
Human beings are perceiving. So he's speaking, he's revealing, he's conveying. That's what that is. God wants us to come back to a place of wait on me. It's okay to wait on God. It's okay to tarry. In fact, when I was preparing a few bullet points for this, I had some. And before I jumped on to reveal this to you, I gave him the first place and I served him. Here's what I said. Father, speak what else you want to be said. I've done my part. I've showed up. I've heard this from Holy Spirit. I have these few bill of points, but what else would you like to be expressed, known, and conveyed? I give you the first place. That's waiting. That's serving. And it's uncomfortable for many of us because we are now, now, now. We're impatient. We're right now, people. Some of us are worse than others with that, and we want what we want. We're used to access and getting what we want, but the Father's retraining us, all of us, but especially the prophets and especially those who hear from the prophets, he's retraining all of us to learn how to wait. You see, this is what a Shamar prophet does. Shamar prophets, they have to know how to wait because it's in the waiting and watching over of the word, tending to the word, nurturing the word, will we see it performed. That's also a principle found in Found in the book of Isaiah. Here's the second principle that I have. Prophets are being assailed this entire era by the entity monikered Jezebel. Again, I released this on January of 2020. I also released that God was doing something new with the prophets, prophecy, and the prophetic. I talk about this in December of 2020. And I recently released in this year, 2021, that God is renumbering the mantle, call, appointment, and office of the prophet. Not the gift of prophecy, people. Not the revelatory gifts, people. The office of the prophet, like it was in the book of Numbers. I talk about this. There is a renumbering. Let him renumber you. Let others come in. Let him put you in your tribe. And I'm going to tell you something. When he does that, there's going to be such a greater, not just acuity, but manifestation and dunamis. There's going to be a dunamis produced from the prophetic word once we allow the father to renumber us as prophets. Prophecy is supposed to have a force and power. You see, we just want it to be real. We just want it to manifest sometimes. We just want it to be, is it a little bit accurate? Is it close to being 100% or is it 100% that we forget it has power and force? There are mathematical equations in a prophetic word. Now, I'm not a scientist or mathematician. I recently discovered a few years ago that I love science. Now, I liked certain aspects of science when I was a kid, but I love science now. I recently, within the last year, discovered that I actually have a knack for math, and I never liked math. And even in saying all that, I still am fully aware of myself. I don't have those skill sets to the capacity to call myself a scientist or a mathematician, but I can tell you because everything correlates with what God has done, and we can see this even in the book of Job, There is a mathematical equation and a science behind a prophetic word that produces force. 
This is what we learn in specific forms of science. It produces velocity, acceleration, and speed. There is supposed to be a force released, and that is what is oppressing and fighting against what the prophets are standing for because this entity, monikered as Jezebel, understands the force, velocity, and speed, and if it continues to propel rather than at rest, at potential rest, if it continues to propel, it's going to have momentum that it's not going to be unstoppable. Uh, th sorry, that's not going to be able to be stopped. It's going to be unstoppable. That is the power of the prophetic word. Unstoppability. The momentum, the built up potential that when it is at when it is released to go, it's going to go. Kinetic energy, pure kinetic energy. Do, do you love how I'm bringing science into all this? You know, well, thank most high God for that as Holy Spirit. The third principle I want to talk about is that prophets are being purified and readjusted. Well, you know what? That's God's job, not yours. Thank you very much. Let him do it. Let God... Take your hands off of it, people. Let God be God. It's by Yahweh's hands, not man. It's not even by anyone or anything in the kingdom of hell. It's not by anyone or in the kingdom of heaven, which is in earth as well. I'm talking about brothers and sisters in Christ. It's not by any. It's by Yahweh. Let him readjust. Let him purify. Let him, quote unquote, reauthenticate. I don't believe that's a word, but I I made it up, reauthenticate. He's doing an authenticity in the prophetic stream. Praise him for that. Let him do it. The other thing in this third principle is that because it's Yahweh's hand, when he refines and purifies, his hand is kind and just and full of compassion that leads to redemption. It's not a heavy handedness. I've been talking about this recently as well. Look, get back into a love fest with the word of God. When God is correcting and even bringing judgment on Israel in the Bible, the end result is, but I will lure, allure you and cause you to be wooed so that there can be wholeness, which is restoration, which is a plan of redemption. You've got to see the redemption. You've got to see the grace, even in the judgment. This is why mercy triumphs over judgment. That's why the title of this is called Mercy for the prophets, mercy triumphs judgment. The fourth and final principle is this. Now hear me on this. Elijah the prophet versus Elisha the prophet. Elijah the prophet dealt with the foolery and nefarious perversions of Jezebel. Elijah dealt with the taunting and chasing from Jezebel. Elijah dealt with the foolishness of the false prophets of Baal. Elijah dealt with a disagreement from his own kinsmen, Israel's uh, uh, Israeli brethren or uh, brethren in Israel, who chose to bow to Baal under the rule of Jezebel and Ahab. And this disagreement wasn't as pretty as we choose to overlook. Here's Elisha, though. Elisha had a double of what Elijah had, plus Elisha's own calling and nature. He was different. Simply put, when the prophet of Yahweh, Elisha, was being touched unjustly, and we know the scripture says, do not touch or do harm to my prophets. 
When Elisha, the prophet of Yahweh, was being touched unjustly and in a mocking manner, Elisha dealt with it shockingly different than Elijah. Elisha handled them how Yahweh promises to handle his children's enemies. Elisha cursed the mockers and scoffers. We're going to have to get some respect for Yahweh's mouthpieces, Yeshua's chosen ones, who are also called his servants and his friends. Now, I don't know about you, but I know about me and my friends. We don't allow anyone to speak poorly of us or speak against the other. And we're human. So just think about Almighty God for a second, how he feels. Yeah, seconds up. Everyone wants to be a prophet until it's time to be a prophet. And then there's criticism. Watch how you're partnering with hell with your words to curse God's servants and friends. I have a podcast episode about this. I did late 2020. I can't remember the title of it, but it's talking about the the life of Job. Have you partnered with hell? I believe it's a rapid fire episode from the rapid fire series. You want to go listen to that. Because we think that we can be right and we're doing the right thing, but we're actually criticizing and slandering our brothers, which is witchcraft, people. Slander is witchcraft. It's a word curse. Criticizing without redemption, grace, and from a fleshly point that Yeshua has not authorized is a word curse. It's witchcraft. So you might be questioning and in doubt about some of the prophet's validity in their forecasting. And your point would be what? Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Have you not spoken things that did not have the desired or perceived outcome? You have. Because we're humans and we're infallible. That was the first principle. This is why we test all things and we also do not scoff or mock prophecies which stifle the spirit of God. Stifling the spirit of God is exactly what Jezebel did during her reign. If she didn't kill prophets, she caused them to be hidden because she didn't want the voice of God to be loosed. And the voice of God was quieted within the land until the troubler of Israel showed up on the scene called Elijah, his name meaning God who is God. Come on, somebody, get that into your spirit right now. I'm talking to somebody out there. Wake up, prophets of God. It's all right. You've been kicked, but you're going to get back up. Wake up. So let's not get carried away with ourselves and lose hope and faith in the prophetic gift, the office of the prophet, and God's ability to redeem and cause there to be grace from messes and order from chaos. So prophets continue to speak. Speaking is how we overcome religion. Jerusalem was welled over because they persecuted and killed the prophets. Let's not revisit that action in any part of the world, any part of the world, what that city did to God's servants and his friends. I want to keep bringing that to your memory. Prophets are God's servants and his friends. Watch what you're doing to them. The prophetic word doesn't just give us vision and allow us to eventually have clarity. The prophetic word breaks open husks of things bound by darkness and evil so that God's radiance from Yeshua's countenance can shine on things that are justified and the light from his countenance will dispel and conquer darkness and it will defeat it and will call it condemned. 
Yeshua stated to the church in Revelation that he would come at them with the sword of his mouth, the third church that is, excuse me, come at with them with the sword of his mouth. His words are the weapon, not an actual weapon. Prophesying is a literal weapon against various forms of demonic activity and demons themselves. So prophets keep speaking what you hear from Holy Spirit. Don't back down or bow down to the fear of man. I have an episode on this as well. I taught on this in February, a year to date of 2020 about what we would be facing from the political and religious spirits. And boom, we're here. I also have an episode in the So You Think You're a Prophet series last year where I talk about this and I'm going to ask the same question that I asked a couple of minutes ago, or excuse me, statement. Everyone wants to be a prophet until it's time to be a prophet and then you want to back away and criticize. That's exactly what the people who followed Yeshua did un until it was time to actually be Yeshua and die for a cause and stand with him. Oh, I don't know him. And then they partnered with the mocking of the mockers in that age. Watch it, children of God. Now, this episode is for the children of God. I ain't speaking to anybody outside the house of God because in the house of God, just as with Job's friends, that's why you, I rarely tell, and you can, you can hear this for yourself. I don't often tell you to go back and listen to something that I've posted because, you know, I just, that's not who I am. Unless it's important. You need to go listen to that episode that I did last year. I think it was in October or November. Rapid Fire series. Have you partnered with the kingdom of hell or something of that nature? It talks about that. Those three men were Job's friends. And they partnered with hell's, uh, excuse me, Satan's agenda, actually. Because it was Satan who was attacking, attacking Job. They partnered with Satan's agenda to curse him. These were in Job's camp, in his house. Watch it, children of God. This is where so many people, where we are today, I'm speaking to the prophets. This is where so many who are called will be defined by those who are chosen. Prophet of Yahweh, stay in the fight. Don't bow down to the fear or praise of man. Now, what really is happening is the political and religious entities are partnered together to kill the prophets spiritually. But before the religious spirit kills spiritually through dejection, the political spirit mocks, ridicules, and hurls hypocrisy in a, a manner of disenfranchise, um, causing you to doubt who you are, to lower the standard of your gift appointment, excuse me, your appointment and your call, your ministry, to where you ultimately deny it. Now, again, I talk about, and I keep bringing specific dates because I want you to know this was put out and we were forewarned. January 1st, January 15th, I also talk about in various other episodes that we cannot offer up and deny our birthrights. Birthright is important this entire decade. It's important for the first four years of this decade. It's important for the entire decade, but the first four years, it was important last year. It is very important this year, but it looks differently. Now we go into a place of destitute and we're, and we're desperate. And it's like, you can have it. You can have what I you really want. You can have what I have, just like what Esau did with Jacob. Don't trade your birthright. Don't sell your birthright. We don't want to do that. 
We want to know who we are and stand in who we are and allow the Father to identify, call us, and be well and blessed in that thing. We don't want to partner with the political spirit, which is a major principality released in 2020 through 2029. I talk about this in August of 2020, where I talk about the seven principalities and powers. It's a mixture of that are released in this decade. You want to go back and listen to that. Now, yes, God does want to wake us all up, the entire church, so we can become his bride. We want the spirit and the bride to say, come, come, Yeshua, spirit and the bride. Yes, God is doing a work, even a new work in the prophets. Again, the office of the prophet, the appointment of the prophet, Ephesians 4 prophets, not 1 Corinthians 12. Every Christian can prophesy or people who even regularly prophesy. There is a difference. But by and large, God, who is God, is not condemning or abandoning his servants and his friends, the prophets. So I would suggest that we wouldn't either. So for those of you who are not condemning yet have sincere hearts to want to understand why, pray for the prophets as Paul prayed for Ephesus. Bless and do not curse is my advice. Now in closing, I have a message for the prophets. People, uh, well, the message for the prophets and for everybody. People, prophets are people and people are born and bred for a few basic needs. One of those basic needs is humans or humanity and humanity is compassion. I talk about this and I teach on this whenever I teach on mm, like different levels of the prophetic ministry. I won't go too much into this, but you don't want to lose your compassion. You want to keep your love on. Don't lose your compassion, people of God. Keep that fire incinerated. Keep it lit. And you got to welcome Holy Spirit daily into your life to be able to do that. Listen, listen to me. Holy Spirit is waking some people up. Holy Spirit is doing a new thing. Holy Spirit is causing people to be awakened in the wee hours of the morning, awakened in the nighttime, not go to sleep until certain times of the night. That's because he wants you to be engaged. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So I tell you, that's what that is. Be alert, be awake, beware. Now, beware is different than alert. It's cut from the same cloth, but different. There are things he's going to want you to be aware of. You be aware of it. And you move on and you move forward. He tells us, Yeshua, in, in Matthew chapter 7, be aware of false prophets or beware, which means be aware. And again, I talk about what that is. We're not getting into all that. Prophets need mercy too. Prophets get tired. Prophets get weary. Prophets get worn out. Prophets get discouraged. Prophets get emotionally drained. Prophets get anxious. Prophets need understanding as well. Be like the distinguished woman to Elisha who built a place for him to rest when he ministered and passed through her town. Respect is not worship. Remember, we talked about at the beginning that we listen to and respect prophets. Respect is not worship. Worship God, fear God, seek God, listen to and respect the prophets. Listening to prophets and prophecies is not without testing on your part, children of God. We are a community. We bear each other's burdens. We clothe ourselves in tender mercies just as the Father has loving kindness towards us.
Now, here's a message specifically just for the prophets. Don't forget that when Yahweh's servants and friends were in need of anything, he was kind to them and he provided for them. So I decree over you, prophets, Yahweh Jireh. I decree over you, prophets, he will avenge your blood figuratively as he will avenge the murder of the innocents and the blood of Abel that still to date cries out to him. Keep on keeping on, lovers of God, prophets of God. I decree over your mouths, your eye gate, your ear gate, your perceptions in the spirit and the natural, a fresh wave of wind from Holy Spirit to blow in and through you. And I decree you will multiply from this day forward in what you perceive from your Holy Spirit. Father, I ask that you would highlight and raise up the Shamar prophets in this hour. Prophets of God, stay strong. Be blessed. I pray you are encouraged. I hear you. I am here for you. We're in this together. You got this. Be bold, be strong, and be courageous. We must have courage. We must have confidence in the face of adversities, persecution, and discouragement this year. Blessings upon blessings upon blessings. Hey, I appreciate you tuning in again. Just want to let you know if this has been feeding your spirit and your soul and you would like to become a sponsor, you can visit anchor.fm forward slash Rashad, R-A-S-H-A-D dash Smith, S-M-I-T-H and the number nine. Again, anchor.fm forward slash Rashad dash Smith nine. You can also go to the anchor site where my podcast is and the link is directly there. It'll have a button for sponsorship and you can decide which increments and decimal amounts and also how often you would like for it to recur. So once only or once a month, it's available and accessible through Apple Pay and also any other form of debit or credit card. Thank you so much and blessings on your day.